Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, and health freedom. And today, we have a special guest, Christopher Klepp, and he's going to be talking about helping business owners make work optional so he's a financial planner he's entrepreneurial minded uh what's interesting is we're going to be talking about fiduciaries and um so it's going to be a great interesting discussion so christopher welcome uh thank you for having me on dr lou very very excited to uh to talk with you today uh i know we had we connected through podmatch and um it's interesting because uh you know we were talking the reason why i did this podcast was to just help physicians navigate this area of financial economic uncertainty you know really they're they're focused on their practices so uh tell us more about yourself and uh we'll get started yeah so i've been in financial services here for uh for 21 years um you know so i started on on the insurance side of the business um so i was an agent i managed i owned a pre- i owned my own brokerage for a while um, what I found out after a while is that I, I preferred less managing people and, and actually helping people, right? And that's what what I really focused on. And then uh, what I found out, you know, uh, some time ago, right, was that you could you could be the, the world's best insurance agent. You're only going to be uh, the, a person's insurance agent, but by being a a truly great financial planner, you can really be. A, a true part of their success and a partner in their journey to financial freedom, and that's and that's really what gets me up each and every day is uh, is really helping these amazing clients that I have that have all these great ideas, their hairs on fire, they're trying to run through brick walls, uh, and I get to help I, I get to help them break through those brick walls, and that that's what gets me pumped up every day. You know, it's I think uh, I can hear the passion and you know mission driven purpose and get you up and um, excited, Um, you know, especially in today's times where there's so much uncertainty, uh, how do, how do people plan for the future in an uncertain world? Yeah, there's particularly today that that there's just so much, so much information that comes to us um, through the media, through social media, through all of this. And, and a lot of it is driven by the idea, you know, if it bleeds, it leads the worst the worst information that they can uh, that they can make it sound the way they can spin it that's how they're going to put it for uh, going to put it forward to you um so there is reasonable people are reasonable to be apprehensive to be scared about uh, about what they hear on the news uh it is certainly part of my job to make sure that we have put together a good plan for clients so that 
no matter what happens, they're going to be able to weather the storm, right? It was that we're not we're not going to try. You can't avoid the storms when when the economy is going crazy and inflation's going uh, skyrocketing, and you hear about a recession. I mean, there's we can't avoid those things, right? We're not going to move, you know, into a hut up on the top of a mountain in in Colorado or something like that. Uh, what we want to do is we want to build a plan that is going to be there in the good times and the bad times for them so that they have the sense of, so that they feel secure knowing that even though like if they're checking their account it's down obviously than what it was from where it was you know a year or two ago but that they're still going to be able to really you know be able to achieve their goals i know in financial planning we cannot promise a rate of return um, but we can help clients make sure that they reach their goals no matter what the range of returns are yeah i, I love this idea of especially this idea of financial um, resilience, which is a really interesting concept and, in, you know, planning, it's like planning for, you know, like uh, education or, you know, wedding or things, you know, and uh, taking care of your finance. So what are the good pillars of a good financial plan? People listening to this, they made, you know, they have income expenses, but what is a good solid plan? What are the pillars? Yeah, so I believe that a good financial plan, right, begins with the end in mind, right? So just have a, have a clear vision about where it is that you are trying to get. And and your vision could be different than my vision will be different than, you know, every every individual has a different vision for where it is that that they want to go. And so if we can begin with that and then align how we're trying to get there with our values. So I'm very, very value driven in what I do. I recommend to my clients be the, the, always to focus on their values um, because it's one it's one thing to get to our destination. It's, I think, more meaningful if we get there without having to compromise our values uh, along the way. And so I think that that's, that's important. Um, I, I, I'm also, obviously, uh, it, it, it's my profession. I believe it's it's a huge value um, to to outsource this and have a partner that's going to help you uh, along the way as you do this. Um, you know, many of your many of your listeners are running their own practice. They're married. They have children, right? Uh, I know as as a forty seven year old with three children, two of them under the age of uh, you know under the age of five, trying to run a business. That is all of my time, right? That is that is more than all of my time most weeks. Uh, and so there's a lot of things that. I could do that I don't do because I, I can't keep laser focus on it, right? It's not it, like, could I do my own taxes? Absolutely. Could I do my own taxes? But I'd rather hire a professional to do it. Um, so when you're thinking about that, there's all these different pieces, right? So like we're trying to get your risk management. We're trying to get your retirement planning, your investment planning, your estate planning. Um, I mean, uh, we're, we're trying to get all of these things moving in the right direction. And it's 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 a job unto itself in doing that. And when you when you don't have the time to properly execute it, that's when the problems happen. When your when your estate plan doesn't match with your tax plan, doesn't match mesh with your investment plan, doesn't match with your insurance planning. I mean, all of these things can start getting getting out of whack. And we want to just make sure that everything is pushing in the same direction as opposed to going all different directions for us. And uh you know that's you talk about this idea of um work optional and mm -hmm. how it's different than retirement and how financial planning fits into that. Tell us about that. Yeah, and I, I think you know this is particularly true for the for the entrepreneur um that's out there, right? Is that I love my job. I love what I do. I can never imagine 
there being a time when I'm not doing what I'm doing, right? It's part of who I am. But but what I do want to do is I want to make sure that if that changes, if there is a change in the need in my life, right? If if I have a spot, if my if my spouse gets sick, if I, if there's a special need for my child, if I need to change it, or one day I walk in and I go, you know what? No, I've changed it. I just, I just want to, I just want to move to San Sebastian, Spain, and eat my way uh, through Spain. That is my favorite city, by the way. So if one day I just decide that, no, I'm done with that. I want to be able to have that control, and it's really not. It's, it's really about having the control to make your decisions on your terms moving forward, right? Because. We have this idea, oh, we work to, right, what's retirement? Oh, everybody works to 65, they retire, they move to Florida, they go play golf, right? Uh, that's, the, you know, that's the quote unquote typical retirement. Uh, I mean, certainly there are some people that find that very, very fulfilling. Um, there's more than a few people that I've talked to along the way that that sort of did that and, and realized that, you know, you can only golf so much and they got bored with it and they wanted to get back to doing something different. Um, and, you know, particularly physician, right? They, they get into they get into medicine oftentimes because they want to help people. They're, they are mission-driven individuals and they can't imagine not doing it, um, but be putting themselves in a position so that they can make work optional. They don't have to go in there for a paycheck. Now, maybe they can be more mission driven. Maybe they can volunteer more of their time. Maybe they're running their practice at, you know, at not peak profitability, but at, at peak happiness for themselves as a physician. So there's a lot of different things that, that being able to make work optional gives you the control to do what it is that you want to do. I mean, I know that's part of our plan for, for, for a lot of people so that, you know, if, if something changes in their work relationship, they can they can make the choices that that make sense to them at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's all about you know having control and um, really just calling your own shots. Um, and then uh, what do you see? You know the like when you're talking about um, financial planning, what do you see like the biggest problems people have um, when preparing their futures? Yeah, so I think that um, when people are preparing for their future, they have often sense a, a false sense of certainty, right? Um, so I know in the in the financial planning uh, profession, we are working in an area of irreducible uncertainty, right? Is that uh, I talk about with all my clients. Um, so do I have software that shows them that, you know, you're likely you have a 70% chance of making it towards exactly what it is that you want to do. Yes, we we have that always running in the background. And if if clients want to want to break down, get down into the weeds with that, we're going to get into there. But what I know is that there's just going to be a bunch of things that we haven't calculated, we haven't assumed were going to happen, these obstacles that happen in along the road. And you need to be prepared to have that to be, to, you know, to be flexible so that once you get knocked off your path, you're going to be able to be able to get back on it, right? Um, a lot of times also, also people view that, you know, so 4% is is the, you know, is the rule of thumb in 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 retirement. Um, that's a whole other podcast about whether or not uh, how well, how good that is. But what that means is that if you want $200,000 in income, uh, you know, in retirement, you need to have $5 million. And so what, what happens a lot of times is that people, start a little bit too late with their financial planning. And then they start taking 
too much risk, right? They start trying to look for these silver bullets that are going to get them to that number, which can be uh, which can be risky. And then other people, when they see that, it's sort of like standing at the at the base of Mount Everest, right? They look up and they go, "Yeah, that's that's not really going to happen." And then they just push it off even further. And so it can be it can be difficult for people to try and get these really large numbers, right? Like I, I'm a I always love the statistic, right? If you get 1% better every day, you get 3,700% better over the course of a year. And, and it's not any of those 1% days that makes the difference. It's just showing up repeatedly doing this. And so it can be tough to lay out a plan and then stick to the plan um, day after day, month after month, year after year. But that is really what it takes to have financial security. Now, there may be opportunities where you where you start a business it has that hockey stick moment. You exit the business. It gets you everything that you want. But we can't we can't count on those events to make our future, right? Is that we need to be prepared so that if you don't have that event, then you're fine. And if you do have that event, even better, it, it leads to a different lifestyle, it leads to generational wealth. Those are the type of things that they can be additive towards. But really what we need to do is make sure that we have a plan. We, we do step by step as, as we work through there uh, and don't lose, lose sight of the fact that we can accomplish great things by small actions over long periods of time. I like that. I like that. It's like uh, singles and doubles versus home runs. So I know financial planning is um, a little bit different for business owners than um, you know professionals. Tell us more about uh, financial planning as it uh, as it pertains to business owners. Uh, so with with planning for business owners, it's it's a different breed, right? Is that um, so? A lot of financial planners are you know that a large part of the financial planning profession is geared towards those people that are, you know, and in, in, are just working at a company, they have their company provided 401k, um, they're getting everything through that, they don't really have to think too much about that, just max out your 401k, put some extra money on onto the side. Whereas, whereas with the business owner, right, um, that that business is going to be the flywheel of their wealth generation. And that most business owners want to continue to reinvest in their business. And, and financial, a financial advisor that's working with a business needs to be able to appreciate that need, that desire, and probably the what can be a good choice if the business is well run with a good business plan, that's going to be their, their biggest wealth generator. Um, and so we need to make sure as in financial planning that we don't try and do too much to upset that apple cart or disrupt their ability to grow to grow that business as they move through it, right? So that's that's one thing that you need to make sure of uh, as as you do this. You know, you also need to help clients understand the the business owners to understand the unique position that they are in from a tax planning perspective, right? Is that the 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 there are all sections of the you know of, of the IRS regulations that are set up to possibly benefit a business owner as as they move through and so a good financial planner will help the client understand how to maximize those pieces to uh, uh for that um you know so the business owner also wants to you know also really needs to be able to he has all of these professionals that he's working with right and and so you know and you're going to have accountants and business brokers and and benefits brokers and your financial advisor and you know other you know possibly other co-owners and all these things and so you need to make sure that everybody's pushing in that in that same direction and oftentimes the financial planner can sit there and help them focus on on coordinating 
all of those professionals that they have. And then because the business is their largest largest asset, they need to have a reasonable valuation to it, right? Like a formal valuation of a company, $15,000, $20,000, it's not an inexpensive option. But you don't need that if you're just early in the planning process. What we need to do is have a reasonable number. Because a lot of times what business owners think is like, oh, well, hey, you know, uh, you know, Dr. Klepp here, right? Like, well, Dr. Lou sold his practice down the street for... 5 million. Therefore, my practice, it seems a little bit like Dr. Lou's, my practice is also worth 5 million. Well, that's not necessarily how it works. There's some differences in the way that your practice work that, that help help drive that value. And so my my practice may only be worth 2 million. Well, if we if we're if we're planning around, hey, I'm just going to sell my practice at 5 million later on down the road, that becomes a problem when I only get 2 million uh, there as well. And so we need to begin have that realistic value and then begin exit planning really from day one. Now it may seem crazy for an entrepreneur that's you know that's in their 40s to think about how they're going to leave the business. But what I can tell you is that everybody's going to leave their business eventually, right? And the question is, do you have a plan in place for it or do you not have a plan in place for it? Is it going to be orderly exit or is it going to be a disorderly exit? And so we talked about all those professionals we're working with. The financial planner is the only one that's going to be there with you during the growth phase, during the sale, and then afterwards to make sure that you get the retirement that it is that you want out of all of this. And so it it is a multi-part process that is that's different from your typical W-2 employees that there's these added complexities that you need to be to make sure that you're aware of moving forward. Yeah. That's a that's quite interesting. We're talking about exit planning and no matter where you are, it's which stage in your practice you need to start, you know, creating exit plan right now. I know a lot of uh people are um interested in uh finding more about you following you you know visiting your website contacting you so how can they do that yeah so my so i have a website called building um and that's where uh every week i put out uh some information that i think is beneficial that gen x gen y business owner right so i you know i'm 47 most of my clients are are gen x like me um you know that puts us you know 57 to 30 you know to to 40 or so um we're all in you know we're we're in that that phase so that's a, i think a great resource um i'm also on linkedin of course uh you can also reach me at chris at stg that's sam tom george fin first three letters in financial yeah and uh thanks for all the listeners for tuning in. Um, uh, Christopher's resources will be in the links and show notes. It's been a fascinating discussion, especially financial planning for business owners and uh, you know the exit planning. So thanks so much. And we look forward to hearing about your future success. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you.